0: You're listening to That Music Podcast with me, Bryson Tarbett. I'm the music educator and blogger behind That Music Teacher and ThatMusicTeacher.com. Join me as I dive into what it really means to be a music educator. I hope that you're able to find a nugget of inspiration each week as I share my favorite ways to create purposeful instruction through active music making. So grab a coffee, sit down, and let's get started. This episode is brought to you by my free guide on five ways to better serve your students with exceptional needs. To claim your free PDF copy, all you have to do is go to thatmusicteacher.com slash exceptional learners and I'll send it right to your inbox. Hello everyone and welcome back to That Music Podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about meaningful music education for students with autism spectrum disorder. Across the United States, there are music educators that are teaching students with varying levels of exceptional needs. One of the subsets within the student population are students with Autism Spectrum Disorder, or ASD. Just as ASD lies upon a spectrum, so does the need for accommodations and supports for students with ASD to have successful musical experiences. Unfortunately, music educators like us often find themselves ill-prepared to meet these exceptional needs. As I've mentioned before, I spent my first year outside of the music classroom in various intervention and special education roles. I learned more about teaching students with exceptional needs in that year than I ever thought I could. The Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, or IDEA, mandates that all students be taught in the least restrictive environment, or LRE. The implementation of this requirement often becomes students with exceptional needs attending music class with age-similar typical peers. For others, it might mean receiving music instruction as a self-contained classroom, while other students might receive a combination of both. Depending on the severity, students with ASD are often mainstreamed with age peers on the basis of social development. In these cases, music curriculum is often modified and the student is not expected or required to meet all of the same educational goals as his typical peers. In cases of social mainstreaming, the argument relies on students receiving valuable social interactions with like-age peers. However, the reality sometimes is that mainstreaming may not be in the most appropriate setting for music education. In social mainstreaming, the primary concern is rarely music instruction, but providing opportunities for students to develop their social skills. However, for many students with ASD, the musical content being taught to their typical peers may be too advanced for them to fully comprehend and retain at times. In this setting, music educators must adapt activities and curriculum in order for students with exceptional needs to progress musically. Music educators often use creative problem solving in order to apply modifications and accommodations for students. Mary Adamek describes the following methods of adaptation that music educators can employ in their classrooms. 1. Adapt the extent to which the student is involved in the task, based on the child's abilities. 2. Adapt the skill level needed to perform the musical task. 3. Increase the amount of personal assistance provided to a specific learner to promote success. 4. adapt the ways in which instruction is delivered to students. 5. adapt how the student can respond to instruction by varying the types of responses expected. and 6. adapt the goals or outcome expectations for the student while using the same materials for all students. The way in which we as music educators implement any combination of these adaptation strategies will vary greatly between students, as all students will have differing levels of musical success without any instructional adaptations. Special educators and any related services therapists can help us determine to what level each student may need adaptations in a classroom with typical peers. While there is inherent value in allowing students to experience music through what may be their least restrictive social environment, this can sometimes come at the expense of their least restrictive musical environment. I want to be perfectly clear. There are aspects of social mainstreaming that are incredibly important for the development of students with autism spectrum disorder. I believe allowing these students to experience music with their typical peers is incredibly important. With that being said, I think that we also need to think about the musical development of these students when making these decisions. Many of the most common practices among primary music educators is teaching by rote. While this is often regarded as a highly effective strategy for teaching typical students, it can hinder those students with autism spectrum disorder. Students with ASD respond differently to imitation than their peers who are typical. Research suggests that students with ASD imitate the actions of others with a different level of understanding and fluidity than their typical peers. This difference in ability to learn through imitation puts students with ASD at a disadvantage in the mainstream music classroom. As children often learn new skills through imitation of those around them, this difference in ability to learn through imitation puts students with ASD at a disadvantage in the mainstream music classroom as children often learn new skills through imitation of those around them. For this reason, imitated behaviors should be encouraged in students with ASD, but music educators need to properly understand the associated difference in language, play, and joint attention. Students with ASD may not appear to be responding to the music, but this can easily be attributed to the difference in communication. Specifically, students with ASD tend to struggle with joint attention, or the ability to share with the attention of observing an event or an object with another individual. For example, many students with ASDs struggle with making eye contact or focusing their attention on a specified object. Due to multiple constraints, initiating joint attention in a mainstreamed music classroom would be really difficult if at all possible. However, working within a self-contained classroom, music educators can help use music as a medium to help encourage bids for joint attention in our students with autism spectrum disorder. As I have said earlier, there are valuable aspects of having students with autism spectrum disorder in both self-contained and mainstream classrooms. Having students with ASD included with their typical like-aged peers allows them to develop the kinds of social skills they need to improve through interactions in the music classroom. Unfortunately, as I said before, the goal in social mainstreaming is rarely for improving musical learning, but to expose students to differing social environments. If we as music educators were to advocate for our students to be able to have musical experiences with their like-aged peers, as well as within a self-contained classroom, they'd be able to have musical and social goals. If music educators were to allow ourselves with autism spectrum disorder to experience music with their typical peers as well as with other students with ASD, they'll be able to make both social and musical growth. These students will be able to grow towards their social goals while attending a music class with their typical peers, and then while attending in a self contained environment can allow music educators to focus specifically on the musical goals of these students in a more direct setting. Music educators should always strive to allow all students to experience music in the way that best serves them individually. A student's least restrictive environment should always be respected, but the way that this looks for each student will vary. Some students with autism spectrum disorder will be able to progress both socially and musically, in a music classroom shared with their typical peers. On the other side of that, others will require a smaller setting in a self-contained classroom to increase their musical skills and understanding. Additionally, these self-contained music classes can also help students with their non-musical goals. Music educators should advocate for their students with ASD to receive appropriate instruction in both their social and musical least restrictive environments. All right, I know that I just threw a lot of information at you. But what I want you to realize and kind of take away from this is that anything, any kind of step helps. Understanding that your students with autism spectrum disorder are a little bit different and that they need different adaptations and modifications sometimes, that's a big takeaway. I think as music educators, we have so much in our undergraduate degree that we have to get through that sometimes those exceptional learners get missed. And we kind of figure that out more on the job than in undergrad. Again, if you would like my free guide on five ways to better serve students with exceptional needs... You can head over to thatmusicteacher.com slash exceptional learners, and I'll send you that PDF. Also, there are so many great music educators and music therapists on Instagram and the rest of the internet that have been super helpful in my own journey as a music educator. So I'll share a few of my favorites in the show notes of this episode. In addition, I will also put some articles to read and some of my favorite books and resources that I use to help better serve my students with um, exceptional needs in my classroom, whether that means they're in a self-contained classroom or if they come with their like-aged peers. Again, you can check out the show notes and more by going to thatmusicteacher.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or if you thought it was interesting, I would really appreciate it if you left a review on iTunes or whatever app you're listening to this podcast on. Not only does that help new music educators find the podcast, it also helps me understand what you guys want more of when I'm planning the rest of my episodes. I hope that you have an absolutely amazing week creating music with your kids and I hope that you'll join me next Wednesday when I release another podcast episode, this time all about creating a positive learning environment in your classroom.